Well, hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the What's Brewing CISFA Show. This podcast is produced for the California Community College's Student Financial Aid Administrators Association. I'm your host, Dennis Schrader. I serve as the 2021-2022 CISFA past president. And I'm Vanna Yarbrough, Dennis's co-host and fellow employee at Los Angeles Mission College. What's Brewing CISFA hopes to inform and entertain you 30 minutes at a time. So let's start the show. And welcome to another episode of What's Brewing CISFA. Let's start this show with our first cup. Dana, are you using your invisible mug? No, man. Have you already had your two cups? Yeah, it's past uh, 8 o'clock, so my probably I already had my fourth cup. And well, and it's a, it's a half day. I assume you had to pound that coffee oh, quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, for whatever reason, I you know, friends have a hard enough time understanding I get Cesar Chavez day off. Mm-hmm. But then I tell them, oh, we have this half day. Right. And nobody understands why. Spring break, man. Why? Just because we deserve it. Wow. That's that's a good answer. Yeah. You know what, though? The first year I was here. Uh-huh. So on top of being, you know, you remember Mary Lou, uh-huh. our financial aid supervisor in the office. You know, so I'm told that we have not only a Thanksgiving luncheon with the staff. Right. We do a holiday one, too. So mm-hmm. like two within a matter of weeks. Mm-hmm. I found that a little interesting. I thought I was having one put over on me. And then I get told somewhere on this Friday in April, probably that year, oh, yeah, we have a half day. I'm like, mm, we're not a religious school because it was close to, let's say, oh, Easter. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And sometimes Good I know Friday. it aligns yeah. with and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, uh-huh. I was like, hmm, really? Everyone gets a half day? Mm-hmm. I guess felt like shenanigans were going on. That's what <laughs> I'm just saying. We were having, uh, I was having the wool pull, o- pull oh, over my eyes. Oh, it's real and it's happening. But it's real. Yeah. And so I never say anything else about it now. Why question a good thing? Yeah, that's true. You know, part of that uh, taking of the public dole money, I guess, right? No comment. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what do we have today? Um, well, I did have up here on topics, co- coffee talk of all things. Mm-hmm. <coughs> have you tried any of the new K-Cup stuff I bought? I yeah. bought a variety of yeah, things when did. I was at the store. Yeah, you hooked this up. Yeah, I tried the... Um, I think it's the, is it the Don Julio hazelnut? Uh, is that it? I think there's one of those. Or the Don Juan or. I, I, <laughs> Don Juan. I, I yes. Know, huh? Now I'm making stuff up. Yeah. Well, uh, the hazelnut one you brought was pretty good. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried the Starbucks honey and. Yeah. It's like honey caramel or honey season. It's an I, interesting pairing though. I had that today. It's okay. interesting. Yeah. Because you can and taste the honey. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then we've uh-huh. got the caribou. I don't think I've tried that yet. Uh, it tastes like a deer. No, I guess kidding. I was going to say, hey, you know, some people in Arkansas might dig that. Wow. <laughs> Should we call up some relatives oh, yeah, of yours? Yeah, you call my dad. He'll tell you. He'll yeah. let you know. <laughs> Mr. Yarbrough, what do you think of the caribou? But seriously, that's a, a big thing out there, yeah. uh, hunting. Um, I wouldn't have thought, like, deer, though? Like, hunting deer. Yeah, because they're everywhere. Okay. okay. They are everywhere. When you're driving down the street in yeah. your yard, staring at you. Well, your yeah. dad also does live on the... Edge of town, and we're talking to metropolis yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Easily, what, 10, 20,000 people in that town? Maybe um, less? I'm going to say less. We probably have more cars parked on the street than they have yeah. driving the street yeah. out there. And they're, the um, <laughs> the streetlights hang from a, um, 
uh, a cord. Like a wire. Yeah, They a get wire. stringed a wire between yes. the... Ca- uh, yeah. I've, it's one of those yeah, towns. Yeah, that is country time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a, a real... And they have... Look, everything's coming back to my memory. <laughs> they have one of those um, sirens for tornadoes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Alert, alert sirens. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. I haven't been there in years, so everything's coming back to me. I have a feeling, uh, because we're talking Arkansas, and nothing against Arkansas... It probably still pretty much the same. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, but not for. Uh, I would say some things would change, but not yeah. for the best. Like they've probably gotten rid of the local Pizza Hut. Oh no! Because I think they have, and I think maybe the gym has closed up too. So really? Like- <laughs> well, you have to think about it. Like here in L.A., you know, you can run a Gold's Gym, and you know, there's plenty of beefcake guys, you know, and women that are working out and all yeah. that stuff. Uh huh. And, you know, you have a little bit of a pandemic or something, mm-hmm. but sooner or later, people want to get out of the house. Down in Little Arkansas, you probably had like three people uh, trying to fight over the the one Peloton bike at the local gym. And then when the pandemic hit, it was like, oh, I can't afford this anymore. <laughs> it's something. Yeah. But surprisingly, but see, I think because my dad is, uh, he's different. Yeah. Because he... Even though he was born and raised out there, because mm-hmm. he lived out here in California, I think his mentality is a little different because he's one of those, like, he likes to work out. He's 50 okay. years old, but he looks like he's 25 years old. That's true. Yeah. I have uh, seen Mr. Yarbrough. Yeah. He looks like uh, he could have played NBA basketball, you know, with the guys. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know. He's a good looking dude. Better watch out. Tell mom all the time. Better watch out. <laughs> um, so for dad, you know, because I think at one point, um, because the gym he used to go to mm-hmm. was a storefront, like privately owned. Okay. And I think the owner gave him a key at one point. Oh, really? Like so to, he could come and go? Yes. As, so that yes. kind of small little uh-huh. hometown yep. place. Uh-huh. How nice. Yeah. So is your dad then working out at home? Yeah, he does. Okay, uh-huh. lifting cannonballs for the cannon? Surprisingly, he actually has legit equipment. Oh, he does? That he's okay. collected over the years. Oh, good. Because uh-huh. I was going to buy him a little something, something. Mm-hmm. Last year for Christmas, but my mom she let me know. You know, Dana he has he all, has that stuff, all of this stuff, uh-huh. and, then, and then some. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Well, you can always ask him if he's you know you do that thing that we all have to do with family. You beat around the bush. How you know how's the workout going and all? Mm-hmm. How how are those weights? You know, you got the good big ones now, and then mm-hmm. you just kind of listen to go. Well, you know, I could. No, and your dad's like, I could really use the 50-pound, uh, right. you know, dumbbells or whatever. Uh-huh. And you go, uh-huh. Definitely. See, then you have something to get them later. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, dad's one of those. Because he does, he, I'm not trying to say anything bad about my dad, but he does care about his appearance. Like he, Oh, sure. He wants to make sure he's looking good, feeling good, mm-hmm. you know, for himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you yeah. know, he's got to keep up appearances in town, <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, dad's a good looking dude because he does, he, he works out. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Well, and the weather's nice. He probably could have an indoor-outdoor gym, you know, like in the garage. And when the days are nice, huh. just roll up that door. Huh. And, and start working out. Yeah. Turn on the boom box, you know. <laughs> play some hits from the, let's see, your dad, probably the 70s, oh, maybe. yeah. Even, even 60s, too. Cause a little bit of 60s. Oh, yeah. All yeah. that stuff. Dad is what? Like, he's like Shy Lights, Temptations, okay. all right. Slime Family Stone, all, yeah. all, that old, all that good old school stuff. Reminds uh-huh. me of uh, Summer of Soul, oh, right? Yeah, yeah. Did that not win an award it or sure something? It did. Recently? It won an Oscar yeah. for uh, Best Documentary, I believe, and then a Grammy, too, for the soundtrack. I think you're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So that's really cool to see that. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. I grew up listening to... Um, 
Questlove or the root, you know, the roots. So yeah, and, it's uh, cool to see. And that. certainly some of the songs that go back to the era, you weren't around at that point, right? Right, but you know, they what? would not have been. So, but the interesting born part, quite yet. the interesting part of that though is because I, I I watched the documentary, of course, uh-huh. and because my dad, he's so he's such a, uh, I don't know if an audiophile is, a, you know, a good. Music aficionado, yeah, maybe I was would be of his era. Of his okay, era, I would okay. say. Um, so I grew up immersed listening to music from that era. Okay. So for me, it's it's uh, I don't know. Even though I didn't, I wasn't born and raised in that era. Mm-hmm. It still feels like home. Like sure, you know, because of how I was raised. Because he brought me up listening to that type of music. Well, I have a little bit of that with my dad. My dad was on the precipice edge of uh he grew up with big band music okay as his thing and then he uh drifted into the early era of the bop era and stuff okay. like the stan kenton yeah. he didn't have really any miles davis but he had some of that related stuff stan kenton harry james all those guys bop. that were so coming out you know that's any, the early any, any like dizzy gillespie he may have had an album or two of that you know Bird. so yeah because aren't aren't they like early bop yeah. yeah, so he was yeah. into that. So I got into some of that music too, like Frank Rossellino because I played trombone, okay. JJ Johnson because I played trombone, Glenn Miller because you yeah, played play trombone. trombone. Yeah. yeah, you know you got a theme here going. Uh-huh. Uh, some uh, and so I did absorb some of that. I didn't ever. I don't think I got any of his records because my other middle brother probably scarfed all those up, but that's okay. Yeah, but no, I got into that music too, kind of, and now I'm even more into it because there's so many. Uh, better outlets. You can get all the brand new released vinyl right. at the store. <clears throat> get used stuff. You got title and everything mm-hmm. else where you get, you know, high quality takes on it. Right. Yeah. And the same here too, Dennis. Um, <coughs> growing up, mm-hmm. listening to dad's records, his eight tracks. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, him and mom talk about stories of growing up. You know, listening to 45s. Sure. And, you know, the record players and all that stuff. I think I have a few 45s from my mom. I think Some I... Some weird, you know, stuff. She was more into the pop and yeah, the okay. stuff, you know? Yeah. So my mom, she was a huge um, Jackson 5 fan. Okay. And she always tells me she had every single record they had. Uh-huh. And then, unfortunately, um, I guess when they... Cause so my mom is from uh, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I guess somewhere between her move from Oklahoma to Cali, they got like lost. Oh, really? In the shuffle, and she has no idea what happened to yeah, her. Yeah, that's but could, awful. But could you imagine that the collection? Like, how I much bet you could probably get for that. Like, well, yeah, I mean, because you think about it, the forty-five was the way to introduce music to you that you probably heard on the radio, mm-hmm. and then also the best part was the B side. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you never knew, right? <laughs> Was that B-side going to be a hit? Probably not. (laughs) But you got some interesting stuff from that artist. You know, it was like, oh, this is a really great popular song. You flip it over. It's like, Uh, wow, this made the album? Wow. That's why it's on the B-side. That's why it's on the B-side. You know, exactly, Uh you know. But it was always interesting, you know, especially you think about it. Um, Think of an artist like the Rolling Stones or uh, the Beatles. I mean, what they thought was a B-side well, it's probably still a hit somewhere down oh, the line, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Or is now in our vernacular of right. music. I mm-hmm. mean, we would recognize all the songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. Other artists, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's an interesting take. But yeah, 45s, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, still got a, I got a handful. That's it. I think I do, too. Because um, 
Remember when Craigslist was a, a big thing back oh, in the yeah. day? Oh, so yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I used to frequent the list. Okay. And I came across a, a record collection. And, oh, and okay. So that's some how I get some of my records, or how I used to get some. Of okay, my records. Yeah. some people with estate sales that are, or like just random, and, like uh, cleaning out of the yeah, attic. like you know, garage. I'm having a, I'm, gotcha. like you said, I'm cleaning out my attic. I'm cleaning out my garage. Sure. And I came across this crate of records I'm never gonna listen to. I wish I kind of, well, I I would say I wish I did, and then at the same time I'm gonna say I'm, I'm happy I didn't. I wasn't one of those uh, go to the flea market uh, type of things or garage sale type of things. Mm -hmm. My mom would run a garage sale once in a while back in the day. Never sell a thing. Probably ended up with more stuff at the end of the day. But I kind of wish in some way I had. Because now you see all these shows, everything from like American Pickers to uh, everything else. Yeah, where you never know what you could find. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. And especially mm -hmm. if you want to end up with... You know all the good stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. it's almost it's almost like again we're in the age of information explosion, so now everyone kind of is starting to get enough information about the value of things, right? Mm -hmm. And there's not as many I'm going to say gullible people out there that would go, you know, you're, yeah, you want to pick over my 45s, and then you find like stuff that could be worth tons of money, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Those days seem to be kind of over. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But again, I'm sure there's just people out there that's got to have closets full of stuff. Absolutely. And addicts that they forgot all about. And it's like, oh, yeah, these are all the 45s. My dad worked at a record pressing company. And these are all the ones that he took off the line first because they weren't good enough. Wow. Yeah, something like goofy yeah. like that, right? It's uh -huh. like, oh, yeah, first pressings. Man. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing, you know. Yeah. You never know. So are you saying, are you giving us permission to, you know, start once again? Oh, I give you people... I, I'm not for one to hoard or clutter their houses, but if you have this drive to collect things, I give you all the power in the world <laughs> to do it. You know, I, I do ask that people be, re, you know, yeah, sensible. Don't yeah. take, don't be like, I could feed the family right, this week. Right, Or I could buy these like five albums. Uh -huh. you know? Am I going to pay my rent? Yeah. Or, you know. <laughs> Get a new uh, stylist for my turntable. You know, maybe make proper choices. Yeah, absolutely. And then also decide how far you want to go in. I mean, there's the difference between, uh, I, I have a friend who collects a lot of Beatles memorabilia mm. and Beatles stuff. But he's not hog wild crazy. You know, he collects quality things or things that he picks up along the way mm -hmm. that fill in a gap somewhere, you know, in his collection and such. Versus the person who might... Uh, and there was just a documentary that kind of looks like this. And I forgot. It's like uh, it's like Dennis and Lois go to concerts or something like that. It was about these two old semi-hippies from Jersey who kind of follow a lot of like third-tier bands. Okay. You know, smaller bands around. And their house, if they hadn't said it was Jersey, you would have thought they lived in like the San Francisco area. Very hippie-ish and all. Okay. But their house is filled with everything possible. There's the room full with the little Funko uh, oh, guys. Okay, okay. There is memorabilia, everything from ticket subs. And again, because they work with these bands, sometimes it's like their thing was to get to know the band, be friendly with them, say hi and stuff like that. And then, you know, usually small bands, it's like right after the show, someone's got to go work uh, the merch table, right? right? right. So that would they, be them. They would be like, we'll take we'll care of that for you. Oh, you guys are too busy. Nice. Or help them with the lights or something, right? That's cool. So they really got into it. But they've just got a house full. Of stuff. 
and I can't say garbage, other than the fact that it's all covered in like seven years, you know, 70 years of dust or whatever. Oh, man. It's just a lot of stuff. So I'm telling people here, as your unlicensed therapist, maybe don't go that far <laughs> unless you've got the resources to do so. And, and that's your lifestyle because it sounds like yeah, that's they're living know, their, it, life. That's, that's their life. And they are happy with it because, yeah. again, it, it to them, of course, to older folks now, it brings them back to the day when they first met some semi-important artists now, but back in the 70s and 80s. Right. Up and comer, right? Mm-hmm. So you get to build these relationships with all these bands and all. But for the rest of us, you know, be be sensible people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, build slowly yeah. or uh, decide if you're a quantity over quality thing. There you go. You know, because you can't usually have both. You kind of have to take a pick. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that. I think, Dana, we need to give the people what they want. They're looking for a little musical break so we can move on to other stuff. And we're back for our second cup on the What's Brewing Ceaseful Show. It was time for a refill. Thought we could use one of those. Yeah. You know, and then uh, maybe, just maybe, we could talk financial aid stuff. Yeah, because I, I mean, see, I, yeah, there's some stuff coming up. Yeah. Uh, what's coming up? Uh, FAFSA simplification. I think this uh, was a topic, um, it's been a topic recently, and I think I did something on the news because... NASFA had a has a webinar coming up with their blue icon advisors, their consulting wing, mm-hmm. on specifically the FAFSA simplification. And then, of course, as soon as I said it and I looked at the website, it's already full. <laughs> so I hope uh, <clears throat> I hope for most people you can uh, get the recording at least. But you know it is coming up. You know we've had um, you know about FAFSA simplification, the FAFSA Simplification Act that was rolled into some other laws back in. December 2020. Mm-hmm. Some changes is coming. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the they already put in two. You know the two that they already enacted? I think this is. That uh, are live? Let me see if I can remember. Um, on it. Maybe selective services. Yeah. But the one I'm trying to think of, isn't this the second one? Yeah, the drug services, conviction. Uh-huh, that those are going to be removed. Well, what it is, is they've actually enacted, uh, in a sense, the gist of what the law is, which is they're no longer eligibility requirements. So currently on the FAFSA, mm-hmm. you know, there's a question that asks, if you are male, are you uh, registered with Selective Service? Right. And so that's because that's an actual eligibility for aid thing. And so it was, I should say. But the FAFSA Simplification Act was going to remove that. Right. Most of it was set to be removed years later when it could be enact, uh, put in the process. But they actually then that summer removed it for the 2021-22 cycle, right, I believe. Uh-huh. Right. So in a sense, the question, you're right, is still on the FAFSA. But they're, but they're going to remove it, though. They're going to remove right. it, so uh-huh. we will not see it on the FAFSA that comes out in the fall for the next fall. Got you. So 2023. That's right. The gotcha. school year starts in 2023. Uh-huh. Same, the same thing, thing for, for the, the drug yeah, conviction the drug, yeah. currently uh-huh. for people. Uh, always give the backstory. So many, many years ago, some congressman and probably the Midwest wanted to tie <laughs> the fact that if students had been convicted of possessing or selling illegal drugs, and at that time it was like any time in your life, they should not get aid. 
and there was a sliding scale. It was like literally, if you possess drugs in the last five years and got convicted, you might lose aid eligibility for a number of years, but gain it back. If you were selling drugs, it was a little more harsh. And in some ways, you could either have eligibility within the year, uh, school year thereafter, or never in your lifetime. Then they pared it down a number of years ago mm -hmm. where it was just if yes, you had been possessing or selling legal yeah. drugs while receiving financial aid. Uh -huh. So it kind of took it out of the way of worrying about high school students who are high school students and stuff like that, um, or people who'd had the problem outside of going to school. They were kind of saying, don't, you know, if these people are doing it while getting aid, they're using their aid to do it. It's, you know, kind of a weird causation. So the question's still there. That's coming off the FAFSA too, but we were able to enact that right away too. Mm -hmm. I, I think maybe even the form for this year just said you could answer it, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really looked and saw what the the wording like was the, this year. How it is, uh-huh. But the reason that happens is the FAFSA is a federal form. If you ever looked at your tax returns, you know, they always say like the OMB, the Office of Management of Budget or whatever, says that it should take you 25 minutes to do this form. And it's got a form code number and the form expires at a certain time and all that. And so the FAFSA was built in that same line because it's a federal form. And so it was too late to take those items off the form. Gotcha. That's why we were kind of stuck with them. And that's why it's going to take until uh, fall 2023. That's right. Have them completely yeah, so they will be gone and, and such. Now, the thing with Selective Services, the requirement is still there for males. Mm -hmm. And they have to remember that. Oh, yeah, that. No, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. It's just for FAFSA purposes. Exactly. Uh -huh. Just for federal yeah. financial aid yes. purposes. Uh -huh. So we still highly recommend all males 18 to 25 register yeah. because you could be cutting yourself off of other federal benefits. And again, you know, you could be like, well, no, it's going to go away and all that. We're still doing selective service. 50 years since we had a draft. Since it was enacted, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, since, well, no, I mean, the draft's been going on longer. Mm -hmm. But it, the last draft was oh, like 1971. Yeah. Okay. At the end of the Vietnam War. Mm -hmm. I see what and you're so saying. So, we haven't been drafting a lot of people. I do sit on the local volunteer mm -hmm. um Selective service board. Okay. So that if we ever did have a draft. You ready to go? I would be uh, called up with my fellow uh, citizens in the neighborhood. Most of them tend to be older people. <laughs> I was like one of the youngest people that ever went to the training uh, years ago. And if a person wants to put in for certain types of either deferments or forbearances mm -hmm. to their draft, if they were actually drafted, they go through the local board. Okay. And, you, and it's very specific on what we can look at. I think we can look at hardships to the family, um, those who have a religious mm -hmm. request for exemption, mm -hmm. conscientious objectors go through a couple things. Yep. And it's not that you always get out either. Then you do other types of community right. service. Mm -hmm. But those decisions are decided locally. And then if uh, there's a question to that, they go regionally. And it's a little interesting because it's almost like a little... Like a process? process and judge type of thing yeah. but it's a little panel and there's certain things you focus on and the best thing that i had out of the whole thing was when i signed up for this my goodness probably almost 20 years ago i don't even know how i found out about it i can't remember um <clears throat> we had one they used to do a couple in trainings if they could mm -hmm. so we had one down at a federal building out in west la kind of an ugly building what can i say but one time they had a whole day thing out at the Reagan Library. Okay. Which was a lot of fun. 
And again, this is where I met a bunch of retired lawyers and doctors and such, you know, <laughs> and a couple young people like me, you know. At so that time. was, yeah, and they served us lunch. They had a budget. The director of the national director for the service was there, handed us our certificates. Wow. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like it. Got to meet a lot of people from different backgrounds. You get this big binder of your handbook. Tells you all about <clears throat> what we call selective service, or they might have called conscription back in the day. You know, because this goes back to, like, Revolutionary War days. And it was different back there. It was like, if I don't want to serve and I was a man of means, <laughs> I could literally you could buy your way pay, way out. You buy your way not out. pay my way out, mm-hmm. but I could pay someone to go for me. You still paying your way out. <clears throat> well, it's yeah. It's a different way. It's called staying school. <laughs> That's how most good people do it. Oh, good people. Hmm. I'm just saying. Mm. Uh, yeah, people yeah. on, let me put it this way. Mm. People on both sides of the aisle have mm. played that game mm. Mm. of okay. staying in college. No comment. And the big thing there is to get good grades. Mm. Okay. Good. I should say good enough grades. Let's not aim <laughs> too high, people. But yes, okay, fast to simplification, right? Where, how do we get off track? Uh, we went uh, real fast. Other things coming up. But the, what I was thinking of is, yeah. isn't there changes coming up when it comes to, um, uh, students, dependent students and independent students, like um, a, a dependent student's parents' marital status. Like, well, yes, there's a there's a change right now. If a student is a dependent student and needs parent information for the FAFSA, mm-hmm. so we're normally talking students under age twenty four, right, who aren't married, orphans, not in the foster youth system, uh, not a veteran of the armed forces, not a graduate student. Not an emancipated minor, not in a legal guardianship. Your average 18-year-old coming out of high school, let's call it that. They need parent information on the FAFSA, even if they happen to be making lots of money on TikTok. It's (laughs) just the way it is, everybody. And so with parents who are divorced or separated, the current rules are if you live with one parent more than the other, Uh in those circumstances, assuming your parents are not living together, you use the information for the parent you live with. If for some reason there's a tie in time, you go, oh, no, it's 50-50. Then you go with the parent who provides more financial support. Yes. The feds are simplifying this. They don't care who you live with. They're looking at just who gives more support. Yes, give me the money. Show me the money. Mm -hmm. So that's a different, that's a kind of a simplification. The other thing is that's not going to hurt our students as much. You know how they ask on the FAFSA how many people are in your household? Mm -hmm. And and how how many many people are in college? Mm -hmm. Now, they may still be asking about how many people are in college for now until they remove the question, mm-hmm. but that's not going to influence the calculation Got anymore. You. Got you. Okay. And this was something I could always tell parents when I'd go out to high schools. They're like, well, I have twins, and they're both going to go to college. Did the FAFSA even look at that? Okay. Because if you think about it, let's say that family could be expected to contribute $20,000 to their education, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You think with two kids in school, it's not forty. But really, maybe 10 and 10. So both students, in a sense, get a kind of a dispensation and, you know, a little benefit from that. Feds don't care anymore. And I've read and heard the logic, and I've heard uh, Justin from NASA try to explain this. I'm not sure if I'm fully bought in. But it's this kind of like long-term thinking thing, like why should we give benefit to people who just happen to have kids that are closely spaced together versus let's say you had – this would be impossible – Let's say you had four kids and they were all evenly spaced out 18 years apart. <laughs> I know. Don't yeah. do the math, everybody. Yeah, doesn't make sense. And thus they all go along that time. So at any given time, you have four years of college all on its own with a different kid. Right. 
in total, 16 years of school for four kids and going to get a bachelor's versus you have two kids at the same time, possibly with overlap. And I don't quite buy it. I think there's still the idea that there is some immediacy to the FAFSA, which is we're looking at this particular year of income to calculate your need for a particular year. It's not like you get an EFC and it covers, you know, that expected contribution covers you for multiple years. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I buy into that. Yeah, because I, cause I think about your situation, because you have three other brothers. Yes. And I'm pretty, well, obviously, at some point in your lives, you all were going to college. Uh, we had time. some overlap. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. we did. Yeah, so I mean, of course, that would tap your parents out. Like Exactly. Uh-huh. Thank God for one thing, though. My parents were poor. <laughs> so you got. Yeah, I, I won the lottery on that. You know, my dad, unfortunately, <laughs> lost his job the the, in the middle of the year that I would have been at college right out of high school, uh-huh. I had decided to stay out because I wanted to go to a particular school and knew I could not afford it. So Oshkosh. I took a year. No, no, I was going to go to Marquette. Oh, Marquette. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you ended up going to Osh. I went to Oshkosh. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. That was the, in the year off type of time of, oh, I found out they had a program in music recording. Oh, okay. Yeah. And those are hard to find. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd go down to the local music store where they sold some of the professional audio magazine so you could i was reading a mix magazine and it's every once a year they have like the listing of schools of audio recording and it was here's your choices dana school of weekend audio recording that she runs out of her basement (laughs) uh you know and in six weeks you can have a certificate or it's like universities in big cities new york la uh there's a big school called full sail that's out of uh, Florida, University of Miami. I ain't can afford. I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a big program, and that was about all you knew. And then it was like, well, Oshkosh does too. It's smaller. My office is about the size of the studio. You know that kind of thing. You know, <laughs> and the control room with the big monitors and the mixer and all that's about the size of this room. Yeah. Uh, but they had a program, and you had to be a music major. And we'll go into more of this on another show because okay. we don't want to bore people uh, to death on that. But Yes, I ended up at Oshkosh. Uh-huh. So at that point, my parents were, you know, relatively lower income. And so look I did you. get there Pell Grant. Go. I got the state grant maybe once or twice. Dang, I never you. understood the qualifications for the Wisconsin state grant. It's not like Cal Grant, everybody. Uh, and uh, I don't know what it was like exactly. Listen, it just paid. <laughs> it paid. Yeah, let's not talk about how little I paid in tuition either. I mean, it was <laughs> very little people. I can't, oh, it's hard man. to believe. Let's uh, take a little music break here and slide ourselves into the last part of the show, everyone. And as promised, we're already back for the last part of the show. It's our last sips segment. And like that, we're slurping our virtual coffees, everyone. Because I got to let Dana go here in about thirty minutes. <laughs> not not from the show. We're gonna be we're gonna be done sooner than that. But uh-huh. it's a half day, everyone. I told you so. You know that means staff are working at fifty percent. <laughs> you know, so really, it's like a quarter day, and then you know you take into account the breaks. <sighs> Dana, have you done anything today? No. <laughs> of course I. Have. I know. I've seen you working on your computer, your stand up desk. Oh man, clickety click. Going, going, going. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's working well. So let's uh, let's uh, give them some quick uh, I dare you twos if you've got 
Yeah, what? absolutely. Well, like we talked about earlier, if you have not watched it already, please check out Quest Love's um, Summer of Soul documentary yeah. and also check out the soundtrack. I think you can listen to I've it. I listened to Soundtrack on uh, Title. Okay, on Title. So I've Master listened- Quality. It's great. Okay, yes. so I've listened to it on Spotify. Okay. Uh huh. So obviously it's available on different uh, platforms. Yeah. So. But yeah, I definitely dare you guys to, to check it out because it's awesome. You, you, yes. you won't be disappointed. And then, um, have you wait? Have you watched it yet, Dennis? You haven't watched it yet. Have I have not yet. Okay, no, sorry. Okay, because I'm gonna. Su- okay, when you do watch it, make sure you watch it until the very end because there's this okay. awesome clip with Stevie Wonder, and I'm gonna leave it like that. All right, you've you've heard it from Dana. She's daring you to watch it all the way through all because the way. of through the credits. Yeah. Uh-huh. Summer Soul. Summer Soul. Yeah. Awesome. I like that. I'll give a practical, pragmatic. I dare you to, for all my. Uh, People who have fiscal years coming to the end of June 30th. <laughs> if you're wondering, what am I going to spend to last my budget money on? Right, and you can it. still get purchase requests in. Get something for your staff if you can. Oh, shoot, I got a bag full of stuff in my trunk. I forgot from our district office from yesterday. But if you're also thinking of what little things you can use, here's what I've got in my office. I got a box full of extra computer mice. And then I've got a box sitting in storage that I bought maybe last month of those extra little clickers you take out when you do presentations. Oh, okay. Because as I think I talk about during the presentation, I do about being a better presenter Okay. Uh, that I did at conference. I always remind people that if you think you need one clicker, you ought to buy four. Because sooner or later, you know how it is, Dana. Yeah, they'll clink out on you. They die. Yeah. yeah. You take them to a high school you and you, lo- you forget yep. the part that you plugged in yep. the computer. Uh-huh. Or someone at another department near you. Ah, uh, yeah. Do you have one of those things? Mm-hmm. You give it to them and guess you where that see, goes. Never, never see it again. Never coming never back. Never see it again. Yeah. And your AV guy never has them either. So I even pack those when I go to the main room sometimes oh, here on campus. Yeah, that's smart. Because sooner or later, someone's stolen his. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. So I'm saying take that extra budget of money and buy little things like that. Buy a box's worth of mice. I wouldn't worry about, like, the little flash drives anymore. Nobody's using them, it seems like. I'm stuck with a bunch of them. But mice and those little clickers for doing presentations. And air purifiers. Air purifiers. Uh, don't listen to Dana. No. <laughs> extra cables, USB cables. Get your student workers a little charging stand for their phones. All that really helps. <laughs> and then go buy some audio equipment for your desk. Hey, we'll talk audio yeah, equipment yeah. another day. With the money? With the money. Well, uh, make sure you're doing like something that would put it into use. <laughs> like you're editing little videos for your office. You're going to go. need good speakers. We need, yeah, excellent speakers. <laughs> excellent. Wow, I said good. And Dana goes right to the excellent. Doesn't that make sense, everybody? Yes, if you does. don't know Dana, now you do know now Dana. Do. But Dana, do. guess what? I think we are needing to let... Our audience, get out of this before we go any deeper. So I want to thank you all and uh, thank my co-host, Dana, for joining us today on the show and for tuning in. And if you have something to say or you have topics you want us to discuss, email us at wbcisfa at gmail.com. You can find this and all What's Brewing CISFA podcasts on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your podcast app that is spotify pandora iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn app on your amazon echo by using alexa what's brewing cispa is a production of studio 1051 a creative collaboration of dennis and me this has been episode number 173 recorded friday april 8th 2022 have a great day and, and have, have a, a great, great weekend, weekend.